0: Today on CityCast Denver. The parent companies behind two of Denver's biggest grocery chains, King Supers and Safeway, want to merge. And they say it would bring lower prices to Denverites who could really use a break. So today, I'm talking to Colorado's Attorney General Phil Weiser, who investigated the proposed merger for a year and last week filed a lawsuit to block it. Today is Tuesday, February 20th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. Attorney General Phil Weiser, welcome back to CityCast Denver. It's really a pleasure to be with you. So I have to ask you first, because I don't think I've heard anyone ask you this yet. Where do you get your groceries?
1: I am what you might call an opportunistic shopper. So (laughs) my list includes, there's a King Supers that's in the neighborhood that I go to. I also uh, am a fan of Trader Joe's, and I also belong to Costco. So I would say those are my top three and I'm constantly having to optimize where and when I buy things. Apropos of the discussion today, King Supers is what you might call the catch-all offering. It's got everything. Where you go to Costco or even, you know Trader Joe's, you're not sure what you're gonna always get. So, uh, if I had to say, am I more of a Safeway or a King Super shopper? I'm more of a King Super shopper. Although, importantly and relevant to this conversation, during the strike, I shopped at Safeway. <laughs>
0: I have to say, um, you and I have the exact same shopping patterns. Those are the three main ones I also hit.
1: (laughs) Well, we're fortunate, Brie, because we live in Denver where that is viable. Part of what was meaningful for me in this experience is I went all across the state. Lots of communities only have a Safeway in a city market, like Gunnison, for example, or a few have like Walmarts that aren't quite adequate. Food insecurity, uh, food deserts are real. We heard a lot about that in different communities in Colorado Springs and in, in Pueblo, for example. And the concern about a lack of resilience, la- a lack of options is is real too. So we're we're fortunate to have the sort of choices we have here in Denver.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I used to work on a grocery access program and I went to many rural communities myself and saw the, the limited if they had options at all. I went to a, a reservation in Toyok and um, they had no, they literally had a gas station. so i I totally understand this is such a a bigger, broader conversation about our state. And I'll actually ask you more about what you heard from folks in a minute. But I want to get to the lawsuit to begin with. Um, why do you think a merger between the companies that own King Supers and Safeway would be so bad for Denverites?
1: There are so many problems with this merger. um let me let me note that even some parts of Denver have food deserts. so I I'm fortunate I live close access to food. I have a car. One of the things I want to underscore is a lot of people have a local supermarket they depend on, and they are looking at this merger, and they're terrified about it closing. I I had a great conversation, in Golden, for example, and, and workers there talked about the fact that they were confident that a store would close if this merger happened. And the people who have to walk to the supermarket would lose that access. So, access to food is a key point. Another point, just to give you an example that people don't think a lot about, but the different varieties that people have, people said to me, I know that I can go to City Market or King Super's and buy this sort of product, but I need to go to Safeway to buy that sort of product. And some people who have certain dietary limitations or allergies or other reasons, that's really important to them, the variety of options, the choice. And... If you end up with a consolidation between these two um, behemoths, you end up really removing that sort of choice that people depend on. Workers obviously are concerned about their jobs. They're concerned when you close stores and you have a merger, they lose the benefit of the competition between the two stores. They can potentially see their benefits compromised. There was a lot of concern that workers had. And then one other point I want to make, a lot of us depend on and take for granted access to local food. Um, Palisade peaches is probably a celebrated example, justly so. We're concerned that that priority, that access could be compromised in this merger. And people in Denver who are committed to getting Olathe corn or Palisade peaches or um, Rocky Mountain cantaloupes, as the case might be, aren't going to necessarily have the same access to those local food options if this merger goes through.
0: You just mentioned this, which is a concern folks have, which is if this merger goes through the the bigger then the company that owns both of these stores becomes one and they might close the one store in my neighborhood or the one store in my community. Um, And so but also I would say in response to the news of your lawsuit, the leaders of these companies put out a statement kind of saying the opposite. They were arguing that this merger would, quote, bring lower prices to more customers and bring more fresh, affordable food to more communities. What is your response to that statement?
1: Look at the history. We had a prior merger with prior promises. It was Albertsons and Safeway. And there was a divestiture plan in that merger, as there is here. That prior merger and that divestiture plan was bad for consumers. It was bad for workers. It was bad for suppliers. We need to be vigilant in Colorado. We need to protect access to food. We need to be concerned about a marketplace that is already very concentrated. This marketplace, if the merger happened be- between the number one and the number three supplier of groceries would bring them up above 50%. That is a highly concentrated market no matter how you measure it. So if you look at the past history, you look at the market structure, I I hear what the companies are saying, but. I, I can't credit that point. I, I really worry for consumers. I really worry for workers. I worry for suppliers. Our job is to protect competition. That's why we're bringing this lawsuit.
0: So you just sort of made this point, the number one and the number three grocers would merge, but that leaves there still a number two grocer, which would be Walmart. And I, I could see this merger argument being, well, Walmart's still out there. Walmart is the second biggest grocer. It's, it, so this wouldn't be an anti-competitive deal. What would you say to that?
1: I have two things to say. First off, there are many communities that this is a two-to-one merger. In Gunnison, there is no Walmart selling fresh eggs or milk. So it's a two-to-one merger in many communities. And and I care deeply about those communities. If what you're going to argue then is, well, wait a minute, in a lot of communities, it's only a three-to-two merger. They have three supermarkets and they're merging into two and one becomes the dominant share. What I would say is that's a pretty bleak situation. What, What consumers may realize from a lot of different markets Three is not a great number for consumers to start with. Two is a worse number for consumers. One, well, there you're talking about a monopoly. That's a terrible number of providers. So the fact that there might still be one alternative, that's, that's pretty bleak. I also want to emphasize something from our case because a lot of people I think haven't quite picked up on this. We alleged two independent additional antitrust violations on top of the illegal merger. One was a no-poach agreement during the strike that i mentioned before when the king supers employees after the pandemic were saying we deserve fair wages benefits protections a lot of people said i can't shop at king supers i'm going to go shop at the safeway the companies had two agreements during that time one they agreed not to poach each other's employees that's not how competition works competition means that employers get the benefit of rivals trying to hire them These companies restrained competition illegally. Second, there was a non-solicitation agreement where they agreed not to go after each other's pharmacy customers, which, again, is not how competition works. It's worth noting when these companies saw this moment that was potentially of risk, did they think about Walmart and entering into a no-poach agreement with Walmart or a non-solicitation with Walmart? No, they looked at each other. These two companies are each other's most direct two competitors. That's why this merger is such a concern.
0: It's interesting to me that when you're laying this out, this information that you found through these email communications between these two supposedly competitive companies that they were already, I don't know if it would be a stretch to say they were already working together. Was that a concern? I mean, how does that fit into this other picture of the merger conversation we're looking at now?
1: Bree, you put your finger on something super important. And this gets back to what I said before. Three is not a great number. In a market of three players, the opportunity for what you might call tacit collusion, which is monitoring each other's prices and pricing in lockstep, is obviously a concern. But what I just talked about, this no-poach agreement, this non-solicitation agreement, this is not tacit collusion. This is explicit quid pro quo collusion. It's textbooked what should not happen. It is illegal, blatantly illegal. The fact that it happens says this market is already too concentrated. Remember, before the Albertson Safeway merger, we would have been talking about four different players in the marketplace. I used to have an Albertsons near my neighborhood, and I used to also be able to go to a Safeway. I can't do that anymore. We've already had the four to three merger happen. And as I said earlier, its lessons for this merger is what I would call a danger Will Robinson moment for those who remember the TV show Lost in Space. We have a warning sign that a merger like this is bad. On top of that, we have these agreements that, as you point out, are deeply troubling. I I don't know how someone can defend this merger in the face of all these facts and convince a judge. We'll see if the companies are going to go that far. We like our case, and we believe we're going to be able to prevail.
0: This episode is brought to you by Pine Melon, the farmer's market delivered. best part is pine melon offers same day delivery to denver and soon boulder within a two-hour window no subscription necessary save time in your busy schedule and get fresh and healthy groceries delivered right to your door join the movement and support local today use promo code citycast denver for 75 dollars off your first delivery at pinemelon.com that's pinemelon.com We've been talking about these three big players, but I I think we know this isn't necessarily a three-player market when you look at maybe a more metro area like Denver, but there are other companies um, that are are selling groceries. And I think the company leaders also said about this, quote, blocking this merger would only serve to strengthen larger non-unionized retailers like Walmart, Costco, and Amazon by allowing them to maintain and increase their overwhelming and growing dominance of the grocery industry. So help me understand how what how are they wrong in this in this sense?
1: Our opening conversation was was right on point. I do shop at Costco. I love Costco. If you said to me you can only buy your food at Costco, my wife would be so angry at me, <laughs> as would my kids, because you're buying in bulk. You don't have everything available to you. The choices right. are more limited. For some people, paying the yearly membership fee is prohibitive, and so they can't go to Costco. So to argue that Costco is an alternative to Safeway or to King Super is, is not, in our view, a credible point. It's not factually borne out. You mentioned Amazon, which, of course, owns Whole Foods. Um, we can have that conversation, too. The FTC litigated this issue before in the Whole Foods Wild Oats merger. And what the court concluded is there's actually a separate niche – they call it a premium natural organic supermarket niche, the uh, weirdly named PNAS acronym. And that niche is true with my experience. Um, it, it is also not, let's call it um, a comfortable thing. If I said, I'm only shopping at Whole Foods, that's not gonna give me everything I need. If you wanna shop for everything you need, you really have two or three choices. You know, If, if you shop at Walmart, that would be a choice. Safeway is a choice. And obviously King Supers is a choice. So they are, you're correct, Saying, look at all these other choices out there, and our response is they aren't real alternatives. The only real, call it general Safeway, general uh, grocery store options are Safeway, our Walmart, and our King Supers, and that makes this in Denver, and in many communities, a three to two merger. Um, there is obviously the point I made earlier: some communities, it's a two to one merger. The idea that there's all this other competition around there, I don't believe holds up to scrutiny.
0: I just want to make this point, too, when you're talking about the full service grocery store versus the Whole Foods, for instance, like Whole Foods doesn't have banking options like at King Super's, You can cash your check at customer service. You can get a money order at customer service pharmacy. So there are I see what you're saying. There's there's competition for groceries, but all the other things that come along with offerings at a grocery store aren't necessarily going to be there.
1: That's Um, true. But also, even for groceries, you know, if you're trying to buy Uh, Ziploc bags, or you're trying to buy other basic items, many of them won't be in a Whole Foods. Whole Foods doesn't provide what i call the full grocery experience. It provides more what I would call a niche opportunity.
0: Sure. So I want to talk about the union factor really quickly, because this has been a conversation here in Denver, especially we saw, um, you know, strikes and this was a conversation already. But um, did you consider the fact that this merger would be of the only two unionized grocery workforces? Was that part of your your thought process?
1: The concern about workers was real. And the concern that Came up, and it actually has already led to a complaint. I believe has been filed by the union at the National Labor Relations Board because a no poach agreement during a strike is not only a violation of the antitrust laws, but it's arguably an unfair labor practice. It's it goes against the spirit of our collective bargaining regime, which basically means workers get the right to compete for their labor. They get the right to go on strike if they choose to do so. They have a union can bargain for them and companies need to honor that.
0: So you mentioned um, talking to folks across the state. I know you held 19 town halls to hear from Coloradans about their grocery experience and grocery habits. And we've already touched on this a little bit there. The amount of variety in a, a larger metro area versus a rural area can be very different. But what did you hear directly from Coloradans across the state about their grocery habits?
1: One thing I want to start with, Bree, and it's something that deserves a lot more conversation. I had had this conversation number of communities, I'm gonna focus on the San Luis Valley where there is a real awareness about access to food and access to local food. A lot of local communities are starting to think about what you might call a food mapping ecosystem. Where is food grown in our communities? How do we access it? Where is it sold? A concern that came up in the Valley that this merger accentuated the concern is, could it be that potatoes grown in the San Luis Valley could be shipped first to Denver and then back to the San Luis Valley. A lot of times people don't think about supply chains for food, but we should because where our food comes from matters, whether it's fresh, whether it's local, what people are eating matters and it affects people's mental health that came up in in the conversation in the San Luis Valley. If kids are getting access to fresh food, they're gonna be mentally healthier. So, there's a, there's a concern out there about how food is getting distributed. And that concern also was on the minds of producers. Um, a producer in Delta, for example, said that after a prior merger, I believe there was a, a move in the headquarters where the buyer was no longer in Denver, the buyer moved to Cincinnati for Kroger's. And all of a sudden, they were like, well, why should I care if the peaches are from Palisade or from somewhere else? And that, again, matters to people, it matters to producers. We need to be aware that It's not like an automatic situation that local food is going to be available locally, that people are going to care about supply chains. Communities need to be aware of these things. Communities need to care. And one of the reasons that I'm opposing this merger is it threatens more resilient supply chains, better access to local food.
0: I'm also hearing from you that man had never had a Palisade peach because he would know why it matters. Amen. <laughs> um but like uh, consumers do care. I think they show that in their choices and um who better than the companies that understand their consumers like how I guess I'm just trying to think of this relationship between the consumers and and the and the the, the places they're already buying from. Why intervene on on what they're already doing?
1: The competitive dynamics today mean that if I can't get my palisade peach at a king Supers, I can probably get it at at a Safeway, and you can go on the list of other things people might be interested in. Imagine those companies have now merged. At that point, the competitive pressure disappears. I, I don't believe people are talking about getting their Palestinian peaches necessarily at Walmart. That's not necessarily part of their supply chains. They're not as committed to providing local food as Safeway and King Supers has been. The challenge for consumers is. Do they get the benefit of making choices in the marketplace? And the more concentrated industries become, the less choices consumers have, the less ability consumers have to get what they want, and the more consumers can be stuck. Because right now, with these two com- companies competing against each other, they kind of have to provide access to local food that people want. We're talking about Palisade Peaches is a good example. But if they don't have that competitive pressure, then they won't have to do it. They can tell consumers, you're stuck. We get to make these choices.
0: So I grew up here. King Supers is the grocery store I grew up going to. But I have to say, I have friends who have moved here from all over the country, and they are attached to the grocery chains that they love in other states. So I'm thinking about like Aldi's, Wegmans, Publix, HEB, I don't know. And I heard these grocery stores are great. But do you worry that your aggressive approach to this merger is sending a message to those companies that Colorado might not be a welcoming market for them?
1: There's an important point here. If someone wants to come in and be a new entrant, you are so welcome. We'll do everything we can to enable competition, to help you enter more competition is great. When Trader Joe's came to Colorado, it was a very happy day for me. Even though it's only a niche, it still provides you know what you might call some form of niche competition, as well as more choices and variety. So that's great, I want more entry. What I'm worried about is consolidation of existing choices and the reduction of existing choices. That's what this merger challenge is about.
0: This this merger would affect the grocery market. It, it's happening in many states across the, the country. Like you're not the only attorney general who's looking into this issue. Um, I know the attorney general in Washington has also already sued. Um, the companies say they're preparing to fight this in court. This could be a big national opportunity for you or maybe someone who's politically ambitious. How, how are you gonna settle which attorney general leads this leads this charge?
1: The interesting dynamic here is it's not either or. We're all going to be pursuing this case at the same time. And that means you could have a preliminary injunction hearing in Colorado State Court and sometime before, after, say at the same time, you could have another case in federal court brought by the Federal Trade Commission. The Federal Trade Commission has yet to decide what to do here. We hope they read our complaint and decide to join us. As you noted, the Washington Attorney General has already brought a case. And, and that means we could have potentially three cases or more at the same time. So it's not really we have to choose which one of us goes. It's really about how the courts each decide independently. This is a separate case in state court as opposed to the federal court. And we're, we're in it to win it.
0: Attorney General Phil Weiser, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Really a pleasure. Thanks for the time.
0: That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed this show, why not take a minute to tell Trader Joe about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. So are you getting your snacks at Trader Joe's too? Because that's really... All I tr- treat it for is where I get hold snacks.
1: Hold a cone. Hold the cones. We're addicted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, hold the cones are, are probably my single favorite Trader Joe's snack.
0: I, I have a two-year-old and I have a husband that eats like a teenager. So uh-huh. I just fill an entire pantry with Trader Joe's snacks and they're set.
1: Well, and then my second favorite Trader Joe's would be the ginger snap cookies. That would be oh, like my yeah. second favorite after the hold the cones.